that a podcast so good it comes in thinking it's going to record Pinkerton, but it's always fucking Hurley. A podcast that is always trying to be the Suicide Squad, but is always Suicide Squad. A podcast that wants to be Phase 1 Marvel, but is whatever phase we're trudging through today. Four? I, I don't know. It's also like four times as long as all the other phases, man. It's too many things. It's an oversaturation in the market. They're like, we're just going to beat Warner Brothers to it. Before they can put it out another movie, we're going to get everyone sick of superheroes in the next, like, two weeks. Hmm. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, I got that whole spear. Okay, cool. Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast living in your walls, stealing your helium. You can't prove it. My name is Toby Apollo, and the first time... Oh, man, I am... I'm just going to have a sip. Of my classy gloss. The first time I read Batman Allergy, um, it was one of those comic book fan moments you love to have, okay? I was reading it at work, as you do, and I'd gotten to the part in which Kate Kane tells her father about the bat signal. She says, that bat they shine in the sky. Civilians think it's a call for help. The bad guys think it's a warning, but it's more than that. It's something higher. It's a call to arms. And I found my way to serve. It was a fascinating take on the bat symbol itself to me. Um, it might have been my first time I'd thought of it that way. Obviously, you have like We Are Robins and a million other things like that. Gotham City Imposters. Mm. But this might have been the first one that done it. Like In a way, I was like, oh yeah, I can, I, I can gel with this vibe, you know? And while I was marinating in that whole scene, I went to open this big shed thing because I work outside. And, you know, I also work occasionally at night. What did you just? What did you just spit out? What happened? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah. So it's like two a.m. The whole place is illuminated by those like old orange streetlights they don't make anymore, and out in the distance, so it's all long shadows. Um, I swing open this giant door, and what in reality was probably like a half dozen like tiny bats, um, panicking and fleeing the building I was opening up. Um, but my dumb brain in its night shift mode. It was a very cinematic and awesome moment mm. that I just read that bit and then, like, I had, like, the Batcave thing. I was like, yeah. I am Batwoman. That's right. I'm a man. Hear me roar. Yeah, I'm like a woman. I'm like a man Batwoman. I'm like a Batman. Oh, no. Copyright Clint. <laughs> but, yeah. Us, um, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. Yeah. But, yeah, we're both doing amazing right now. Um, yeah, but between that, the incredible art and story, it still makes it one of my comic book, like, goats, which is a slang for greatest of all time. I know what goat stands for. I learned that because someone was recommending, like, blowjob queens online. Throat goat, Kyle. They say that about Ronald Reagan's wife a lot. Nancy? Yeah. I don't know what the goat, we'll have to research that for another episode. So cut to the- No. Let's cut to the present. Nancy Reagan is presumed dead, and I'm still employed and was listening to some of our old podcast episodes, um, you know, with some time removed. I was enjoying listening to the topics like I hated doing at the time, hmm. um, which got me thinking about topics I really just don't want to cover. <laughs> um, something on that list was the CW Batwoman. Um, I, I'm not just being like a brainless hater. Like the show does the hour long with commercials runtime, which I always struggle with, even if it's great. Um, and it's CW Batwoman, so it can't possibly hit the heights I would want it to. 
So I never really tried it. Never picked it up. Um, until now. We made fun of it a few times. That's right. Joining me for this week's debauchery is producer Kaya Kane. I'm mostly here. Kaya, what do you know of the Batwoman? She is a woman. Mm-hmm. That dresses like a bat. Kind of dresses like Batman Beyond in different colored boots. True. Hmm. And, you know, a wig. Yeah. Um, are you, like, a like a fan of the character? Have you She's really fine. spent any time with her at all? Um, a little bit, but not a lot. I'm trying to think. She doesn't feature very much. No. Well, I mean, these days we're lucky to get a Batgirl, let alone the other Batgirl. Exactly. Like, I know that she's his cousin and stuff like that. Like, Who's the cousin? basics of the character. Who's? Batman. Mm. Because she's Batwoman. <laughs> someone pointed out, like, we were watching, like, They're a comparison video, and someone pointed out that, like, all the, like, main character girl equivalents, Batwoman and Supergirl, are just, like, the main guy's cousin. Yeah. Like, that's weirdly specific. Um, As someone that didn't have a cousin for a very long time, it was confusing. Okay. I was like, where did they come from? They come also, from- how come Batman? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let some secrets out here. Batman is Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bruce Wayne's parents die when he's small child. When he's a youngster, yes. Let's let's say nine. Uh, ten. By st- by, it varies, but my, I usually go with like the ten. Okay. Normally, when your parents die, they would find another relative to give you to. Hmm. That woman has parents. Yeah, it implies that there was like alternatives to why? Alfred picking up the slack. Why did no one be like, "Hey, we'll call Martha's sister"? We would have to look into this, but I'm. Gonna explain it all away and say Alfred's a godfather anyway? Maybe? I'm, look, I'm fine with all of your answering. I'm just saying. Hmm. Like. It's an introduction that complicates lore a little bit, but in like a tedious way that you don't want them to spend time explaining, but you kind of want to know too. Um, I, look, I would understand if it was like a similar situation to like my family where, like I said, I didn't have cousins for a very long time. Mm. And then all of a sudden I did have cousins. To maybe like the parents were busy gallivanting in their not needed time. I turned off the wrong device in the the laundry, it turns out. Okay. So, remember how the Arrowverse used to do annual crossover events? After season three? You know, uh, the 2018 one was Elseworlds, um, and its big draw was Batwoman. Um, she rocked up on this in this crossover and would be getting her in series the following year. That's great. Um, it had a huge list of writers and directors, but the series was developed by Carolyn Dries, who worked on other CW shows like Smallville. Uh, and Vampire Diaries, and she's also well known for the footage she captured during the 9-11 attacks. Those are things to be known for. Well, I... Because didn't Smallville end in a cult? It... Um, yeah, one of them is in, like, a sex cult. Maybe in prison. I'm pretty sure she's in prison. Yeah, isn't that fun? So, yeah, um, when they announced who would play Kate Kane, they went with Australian MTV host Ruby Rose. Um, they wanted an openly gay actress to play an openly gay character. Which... 
Which is cool. Is nice. Yeah, I get that. Obviously, it was controversial. It's a tricky tightrope to walk, you know. For us complaining about the choice, it's a difficult tightrope walk. Um, so, uh, some say they focused on the LGBT uh, thing. And Ruby... LGBTQIA+. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Ruby Rose isn't Jewish. So there was a lack of representation on some fronts people would bitch about. Um, some said that she, or they, are gender fluid, so Ruby Rose isn't technically gay enough. I was like, Jesus. I, I love that argument. It's, oh my god. Personally, like, I don't give a shit what other people do or love or whatever, as long as there's, like, some consent involved. And it's not my... Yeah. Um, my problem's more that she isn't a freakishly pale woman with Coca-Cola can red hair and a strangely militant vibe while still looking pretty feminine and, you know. She's a complicated character. If you look at that J.H. Williams art, like, Mm-mm. I don't know if you could cast a human for that. Um, I've seen fan casts of Amanda Seafried, which wasn't too bad, and she had a red bob in something, so that helps the argument a bit. Yeah. Um, so we're in the ballpark, but honestly, I just know her as one of the guys from Mean Girls. So I was kind of surprised that someone pointed out the one who could tell if it's raining or not by her boobs. I'm like, that one? And then I saw pictures. I was like, oh, yeah, time has happened since Mean Girls came out on, like, VHS, for fuck's sake. There is a 90% chance it's already raining. Yeah, she's, like, standing in the rain. Yeah, that's the one. That, that person has been, like, a decent argument out of the pile. Because that's the thing I complain about, like, every fan cast. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, just get a new person, because none of the actors I can think of fit the bill. It's one, of the, it's one of the few where I was like, yeah, she's practically cosplaying Kate Kane in these pictures already. Um, and she also probably wouldn't have been a pain in the ass on set and need to be replaced by the second season. Um, allegedly. One of the other cast members have come out and said that after the fact. Allegedly. Yeah, well. So who else was casting this? All right, we got Luke Fox, played by uh, Camrus Johnson. Luke is uh, son of Lucius Fox and not a weird made-up character for the show. He is in the books and goes on to be Batwing. Mm. Not the plane. The guy in kind of like the slightly more Iron Man-y Batsuit. Thank you for explaining. Mm-hmm. Um, another character to become a Bat Family bonus character is Nicole Kang, who is playing Mary Hamilton, mm. which made me sound like... Um, I'm going to start talking like Pepe Sylvia trying to explain this to you. Because Mary Hamilton is Kate Kane's stepsister, yep. uh, which pricked up my ears. Uh, she's a Hamilton here, but in most comics, she is also a Kane, uh, Mary Kane, and also usually goes by Betty, Betty Kane. Betty Kane was a Batgirl uh, for a few years before Barbara Gordon solidi- solidified herself, and after that, she went on to be a character named Flamebird, who comes from an old Kryptonian uh, reference. Nightwing! Yep, Flamebird and Nightwing were like the Batman and Robin of uh, the bottled city of Camdor, I believe. I like that you can put a whole city in a bottle. Well, um, Brainiac wants to preserve uh, planets before he gets rid of them. So he's got like a little souvenir on his way out, like you do with pins at Disney. No, if you blew up it. Disney. <laughs> no, I can do even better than yeah. that. So um, Disneyland mm-hmm. got rid of a bug's land. I remember. In order to put in Marvel Campus. Right. The Pym Particle shrunk down a bug's land and they carried around with them in a glass lake. That's literally Camdor. bottled city of Camdor is what you're explaining there. Yep. Um, so we've wandered off task pretty hard here. But um, Betty Kane 
goes on to be fla- the flame bird that sidekicks to Batwoman, much like Nightwing sidekicks to Batman. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Um, my notes managed to summarize 60 years of Betty Kane in 72 words, ladies and gentlemen. But we extended it to talk about the bottled city of Candor for a little. Oh, it's interesting. Oh, I realized I've made a mistake. It wasn't, um... Yeah, no, never mind. Um, it's fine. <laughs> I don't, I'm not good at, um... Uh, city names in Krypton. <laughs> it's a weird skill that not many of us have. Yeah. Uh, we also have Sophie Moore playing... Uh, oh, who is played by Megan Tandy. Um, a character who is key in Kate Kane's development. And um, we've got uh, Doug Ray Scott playing Colonel Jacob Kane. He's t- Another key character because he is Kate's dad. Uh, you have some opinions about um, that guy? Um, we might go more into them in the episode. Uh, notes are, uh, spoilers ahead, uh, this part one is probably just going to be like the pilot and... All of the creative changes they made. Well, see, I went very intricate and over the top with uh, the pilot episode. Because, like, I'll do, I'll do it when we get up to just about to talk about the pilot episode. Okay, okay. Um, so, the last major role in the cast is Rachel Scarston, who is playing Alice, who um was played like a twist in the first episode. We spoke about this after the fact, so I don't know. Um, People don't have a pre-existing Batwoman knowledge going into the show as much as I kind of would imagine you quickly do a Wikipedia, maybe. I don't know. But not everyone read all of um, Alita between the trailer drops, so maybe I'm a bit overzealous with my things. You didn't know who Alice was? No. Alright, cool. I mean, I know who Alice in Wonderland is. Yeah, you, you know the villain, but like, that was it. You just knew that. Yeah. So with casting and stuff, we are ready to jump into the show proper now. Uh, I had three initial notes before starting the episode at all. Was that Allergy is one of my favourites. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure to mention that. I've ticked, ticked that box. I've already done it. Um, second was, I hope the show is bad. So that you have content? Not even that. I would rather it suck than be boring. Some reaction is better than nothing. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I, I would rather... I'd rather, like, make wild accusations at my TV and, like, have an animated fun time than just kind of... Eh. Hmm. You know? Um, and third and final note was it helps to actually have the damn show. So upon realising I didn't own it already, before starting these notes, off I went to town to find a coffee. Hmm. <laughs> The first real speed bump in my notes right there. Well, you, for like a week, you were like, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to sit down and commit to this. Somewhere. And it turned out nowhere. No. I thought when we bought Stargirl and Swamp Thing and Superman and Lois, I just had already got it. But, yeah. So, my notes from here out are after I went and got it. Uh, You know, first impressions. Ultimately, my first impressions aren't great because it starts with narrate. Can 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 I tell you... Oh, yeah, you, 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 you had a thing on. pre-pilot? Go on. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm about to jump in, so... I, I don't think I've read Elegy. Mm-hmm. I've spoken about it enough times. You've probably, like, absorbed some of that I'm, I might have read it on your Comicsology, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that I know about Kate Kane. Okay. Her dad is in the army. Mm-hmm. Special services. Like, that's a lot of her childhood is special op uh, travel. Her mom and her sister are dead. Mm-hmm. And it happens in front of her. Yeah. Because some other army dude blows up them. Like, a, a militia kidnaps one of the, like, special op captains and assassinates... Oh, sorry, his family and assassinates them? Yeah. 
Um, except for Kane, she gets saved. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I know. Uh-huh. Throw all of that in a bucket and fill the bucket with uh, gasoline and set fire to the bucket. Because you won't be needing any of that here today. But the military... I, I bring it up like a million times. But like her militaristic like background. personality, background, attitude towards uh, operations, quote-unquote solving crimes. You know, Batman is a detective and she is a soldier. Military black. Yeah. So, like... She's not a soldier. She's just a military brat. You know, she's you know, got that soldiery attitude, especially with she, her dad, like, running the shit. She was raised in a drill sergeant's house. Yeah. I got distracted. I'm thumbing through looking for that moment. Because the... When he's, like, carrying her away, telling her not to look, there's, like, a panel of her, like, sad-ass dead eyes. And it's very similar to the Arkham Origins trailer when you see Bruce's, like, close-up face and the bullets hit. Yeah, she's not doing so good. That is a... That is a that is a that is, that is a battle scarred fucking ten year old right there. That is some red hair though. That's what I'm saying, man. She she a freaking nature that kid. She's got skin like the Joker for no reason. But um, yeah, unfortunately for this show, I was like, maybe it won't be so bad. I pop it on, and it starts off with that with the like classic narration of this isn't the story I expected to be telling, and I was like, oh no, that is dangerously close to the. I'm sure you're wondering how I got into this situation opening, you know? Written by a 12-year-old. Yeah, man. During this narration, we get Kate Kane training under a frozen lake with handcuffs and no way out and such, you know. She's Houdini. Well, yeah. She's um, doing Batman training. Uh, It's intercut with flashbacks that also put me in a state of severe unease because we see her as a child in the car with her twin sister and mother. Oh, no. I just remembered, like, where this is going. It's a nice day driving through some Montana-looking-ass nature. And um, that's when suddenly a school bus rams them off the road. The car teeters on the edge of a cliff when Batman shows up, literally just shows up. As she does. No dramatic, like, thing. He just is kind of, like, in frame now. He's like, hello. Yep. Um, he fires a grapple into the boot of the car to stop it from falling, and I shit you not, walks out of frame. I want you to picture Batman casually walking, like, just, just out of a shot. On, like, a highway in the middle of the day in the woods. <laughs> it feels weird. Our little Kate, who is played by an 11-year-old, so I will say about 11 years old, gets out of the car before the grapple lets go, taking her sister Beth and her mother, who died in the accident already, over the cliff. Thoughts on this, Kyle? Um, no. We've already, we've already tent- we've wandered well off the course. The bus driver should probably be arrested. Uh, he will be. We, um, we get more explanation later, but it doesn't necessarily help the whole, okay. the whole thing because it's not right. Why is Batman, like, hitchhiking the, down the highway? They explained that too, but it took, like, another episode and a half for me to get answers. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> Maybe he was waiting for that bus. Um, I feel like he wouldn't just leave a grapple. You certainly wouldn't leave twin daughters with a dead mother in a car. I know he's busy doing other shit, but, like, doesn't that hit a little close to home? Especially if he recognizes Kate Kane as his, like, fucking cousin. Like, he recognizes people, right? Also, that means that he's already Batman. Uh, Which means that he's, like... I did some fact-checking. Late 20s, early I, I went. 20s. I went by actress age. Because I don't, I don't, they don't explicitly say any ages. Um, she's 11 years old at this event, and she is, I'm going to say, 33 in the show's present day. 
because that's how older people are. Just, just, I think during filming, I did some IMDb just to figure my shit out. Ages. Yeah, because I want to know how long she was, you know, potentially training for this. But yeah, um, big age gap there. Yeah. Alright, so, as my notes continue, I realise almost all of the military stuff is completely retconned out. It's gone. Uh, boot camp is there and nothing. That's it. It stops. Hmm. So, you got no special ops, no military family, no terrorist kidnapping tragedies or anything like that. It, and if that wasn't enough, we I also mean, have a, a Batman... it's a traumatic event, but I feel like it's a different kind of trauma. It doesn't build Kate Kane. Yeah. It's, that's a different situation. Like, Batman's whole thing is because... His parents were killed for petty crime. Yeah, you know, he doesn't like petty crime. Like, you you can't remove... That woman gets super into road safety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, that's... She'd be a lollipop lady in a mask. So long as there's no bus Do you remember that one scene in, in 60s Batman when he, like, stopped to help an old lady cross the street? That's her whole fucking career. No. <laughs> that's what that ends no, up no. being. It's, it's the one about, we need to wear our seatbelts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, so if that wasn't enough, we also have a Batman on a sunny road doing a half-assed job leaving twins with a dead mother. Let's spoil the fact Kate Kane is Bruce Wayne's cousin to add to the element into things. So Batman left his cousins with, like, a dead aunt, and, and he also an established Batman when Kate is 11, so for ages sake, yeah, 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 like I said. Meaning Batman was just chilling in the role for at least 22 years. That's a long Batman career. That said, though, mm-hmm. back to my, you know... Wild career. opening. I'm like five minutes into this show. I'm like, oh, no. I'm, I'm in my early 30s. Yeah. My cousins are like 13 and 10. Yeah, but it also implies you are doing what you're doing now without any changes whatsoever for two straight more decades. I mean, if I'm lucky enough... You don't look happy about this. Alright, so that gets capped off with another narration saying, I should probably start here. I'm like, oh god damn, it really is like the worst narration. And I woke up and it was all a dream. Hmm. Yep, so before the actual present day starts, man, ticking all the stupid narration trope boxes. Um, but that puts us in Gotham City present, so I put all that behind me and tried to move forward with some positive energy, you know. There's a graffiti like Easter egg in the, on this wall. I'm supposed to be looking at this sign saying, like, Gotham sucks or whatever. But, like, it's the Coney Island smiley guy, mm-hmm. which soothes me a little bit. Because, as you know, um, that uh, that logo was ripped off, more or less, by, like, Bill Finger back when he was designing the Joker. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, cool. That's a very deep cut. You know what I'm saying? Have you seen it? Someone has The done old Coney research. Island uh, creepy smiley face? No. It's a bad mascot. Is that where Joker... Um, and I saved it somewhere, but then I After he shoots, what's his name? No, Coney Island's like a place, isn't it? In like New York or some shit? Yeah, but is it the theme park where Joker shoots... Shows Gordon the babies? Nah, man, that's Amusement Mile. That's a whole thing. No. Look, I had a picture and now I fucking can't find it. Okay. But yeah, Google it and be like, oh yeah, that looks like an old-timey Joker, but just on a round skull. Hmm. Just, just wrapped around a different shaped head. Um, But yeah, that, that, I thought that was cool. Um, and uh, Kate continues to narrate. She lets us know that Batman is gone. He's been gone for like three years. And everyone keeps saying, oh, he abandoned us. But, like, I would like to think people in Gotham would just assume he died, right? Mm. Is he really a betrayer after 20... 
But he might have been doing it before the cocaine event too. But if there's no bodies... I just... It, it's been at least two decades and he disappeared. I assume Killer Croc ate him. <laughs> you know, the Coney Island dude was an inspiration factor for the Joker, by the way. Good, I wrote that down in case I'd forgotten. <laughs> anyway, we learned that Batman is gone and a security force called Crow has stepped in to make people feel safe. And is it supposed to be like owls? Nah. Okay. Um, but thanks to Anne Nascenti, any time that uh, crows are brought up on Gotham, I get a little nervous. Mm-hmm. They ain't welcome there anymore. Um, also, Catwoman has cat in her fucking name, Anne Nascenti. Try to keep up. Okay, I want to give that a quick rundown for listeners who were not paying attention to Death of the Family event in New 52. Um, she was written and apparently she was inspired by crows. Yeah, Catwoman, that's, that's her spirit animal, the crows. Hence the name. Crow woman. So, with Crow Security doing a good job in the city, have they have this ceremony to dismantle the bat signal, finally. And they keep saying, oh, Batman abandoned us, what an asshole. And I still don't think that's what real people would think in that scenario. I don't know, the world's pretty gross at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, like, it's not like a real Batman would pack up and leave for no reason, Dark Knight Rises. Um, but when it's supposed to be switched off, it isn't. And we meet our villain, Alice. Alice. She's on the camera thingy, you know, the little camera feed instead, talking about how Crow isn't enough and no one is safe. Uh, she's still using the Alice in Wonderland quotes, like the book, but honestly, she reminds me way more of Selena Kyle from Batman Returns than her comic book counterpart. Yeah. Do you feel that way, like, at all? It might just be the blonde, like, light, crazy hair and the big eye makeup and being overly thematic thematic like a tim burton yeah. character would be theatrical an over-exaggerated uh weirdo <laughs> yeah. um yep yeah, so she reveals the crow guy supposed to turn off the bat signal was killed by her and in the panic one of the other crow guards you know um gets spot they, they spot one of the gang members skulking around yeah in their bunny masks they do wear them bunny masks. they look like um the mad hatter goons in arkham city so i'm like yeah that's cool yeah i like that if it reminds me of better things, I can think about better things, and that's cool, man. No, um, the guard that, the guard that spots him is Sophie Moore, um, and she races off after this white rabbit mask guy following the white rabbit. Ha-ha, Alice in Wonderland reference. Um, so the fighting isn't as bad as I expected either. Oh, they got good choreography? Yeah, it feels less choreographed than like an arrow. Um, it might be just darker and grittier to hide it, yeah. but it's Gotham, so that works. I'm fine with it. I went into this with very low expectations, so it does not take much to impress me. And the, and the fight scenes managed to do that. <laughs> not everything did, but that did. Look, the one fight scene I saw, they basically turned the lights off, so... That's a Creatures of the Night. I'll play it. Like, if, if that makes it easier for the show to work, then I'll fucking... With bells and whistles, I'll take it. But you kept telling me that the bat suit looked better in the dark. Well, no, you said it, it looks, looks better, better in, fight, in, motion. in motion. And I was like, oh, cool. And so you're like, here, she'll start fighting in a second, and then all the lights go off, and I'm like, well, it'd be great if I could see it. Like, yeah, um, it looks great in motion. I'm running the theory that the stunt woman and the stunt woman's costume are just, like, frankly, better at the role. <laughs> very, very different to Ruby Rose. I'm sorry, but... Who, I'm sorry, but her lower face does not fit. The mask. She's a, she's a, she's a pointy woman. Ugh. That's not her fault, but like I don't I don't know if you put a cowl on that 
But it, it looks like they've taken a bowling ball and just cut most of it out to fit her head inside. It's a little juggernauty. It's real, like... It's very rounded. They it's made, a rounded cow. They made that cow before they picked an actress. You might be right. Um, so uh, Sophie fights the white rabbit. She en- it ends up a bait, you know, a bait and switch kind of thing, and she gets captured by the gang and kidnapped. Ha <laughs> ha! You know, after you know, she gets you know chucked into the back of a van, and off she goes. After this event, Mary Hamilton, who I mentioned earlier, manages to contact the mysterious Kate Kane via just like a walkie-talkie. Um, and she knows shit explains that she is her stepsister and that Sophie was also kidnapped. I'm like, thanks, exposition lady. Would have been nice if she explained who Sophie was. Ah, we get that in flashbacks, so don't worry about it. So Kate returns to Gotham City. Look at that. She reacquaints with her father, who in the comics is Colonel Kate Kane. Um, but you know, here he is head of Crow Security. I like um, that you have Colonel Kane and Kate Kane and... Yeah, the fact that his name's Jacob is so disappointing, man. He should be called, like, Kurt. Yeah. Kurt Kane. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> Kurt Kane. It's important to have those super rhyming names, man. We got Peter Parker's, man. We got... Bruce Wayne really fucked it up early on, didn't he? Because it's Clark Kent. It's, it's really hard. Diana. Marking. Prince. Prince. <laughs> that don't work either. It, it's it's really a Marvel thing to do that. Marking roles. And the kid has, like, the same letters. Because I'm immediately, like... Uh-huh. Superpower is hmm. coming in. Yeah. Um, so Kate comes to him at work. Oh, the fact that he works at a security man. It's just Paul Blart. He got downgraded to Paul Blart, mall cop. Fuck's, fuck's sake. So Kate comes to him at work, hoping to get involved in this kidnapping, and Jacob says the quote. Like He has other things to say, but what really struck me is, you take after your cousin. You're a female Bruce Wayne. I'm like, fuck me, man. Some of the dialogue in this is so just explainery. It's like, here's what you need to know, uh, the viewer. Like, they may as well not even be talking to each other. They should be direct- talking directly into the camera, like, reading off Wikipedia entries. Because shit, man. Is this glass clear? <laughs> it's fucking hell. Yeah, it's hard to believe a human wrote or said any, like, any of this fucking stuff, man. Um, so... She's too loose of a rebel, I guess, to randomly show up and join a security group. Um, and this leads to a flashback explaining why she cares that this woman was kidnapped. That's nice. Now, in Allergy, which I checked, that's how it's pronounced. I was a bit unsure because it's like a short version of elegant. Hmm. And Allergy is like the thing that is an elegant. Fuck, fuck it. Like, it's one of those words that you have to maybe double check before you say it like 20 times on a podcast, you know? English language, got it. What a mess. Uh, so, in Allergy, uh, the Batwoman comic that digs into her origins, I keep mentioning, we see that in military training, uh, Kate was a cadet and having a love affair with uh, Sophie Moore, her bunkmate. One day, right before graduation, some fucking snitch dobs her in for the whole love affair, and, it, and it's against the uniform code of military justice. I guess that's the don't ask, don't tell stuff. I don't. I've never been in an American military system. Not not once. I'm surprised by that, considering that you're not American. Or Wrong hemisphere, military. baby. Um, so the colonel that um that sort of is like their principal equivalent. I don't know. Again, I don't know. Um, he sees you know her about it and is just happy to push it under the rug. She generally she's the only one facing the allegation. Sophie is in the clip. So Kate just has to deny it, and that's fine. It's all good. But she doesn't want to lie or hide her identity. 
So she takes a stand. She comes out as gay and leaves the military right there and then. That's her coming out story. This is in the TV show, right? <laughs> let's let's talk about that. Um, and that and that leads to her being like a lost soul, searching mm-hmm. for a purpose until she sees the light, the proverbial bat signal in the sky. Um, so you, you understand how she's coming at this, the angle she's found her way to serve if, after if all this I, time. If I can't be part of the military, I'll be my own military. Yes, essentially, yes. Um. And now let's look at the television version. Okay. Keeps her at the military school. Look at that. Points for trying. Well, that's why I was confused. Let's talk about the rest of it. Her and Sophie Moore have the same setup. They're, they're having a love affair, you know, as, well, you, as you do. Doing the dude. Mm, they'd be smooching. Um, the difference here is that when they are spotted canoodling, the colonel gets both the girls up during an assembly and humiliates them about it. Word. Um, Skipping ahead to other flashbacks in the episode, we see that they were later offered the denial paper and Moore takes it while Kate leaves. Do you see why I feel like that is a hugely different way of... It, it goes against who the character is. Yeah. You, you, like, I don't even have to continue to explain. You, yep. know, you understand that yep. there's a huge difference there. There is many problems with that. In the comics, Kate Kane has agency and stays true to herself no matter what the cost was. While TVK Kane is humiliated publicly and essentially just emotionally bullied in front of the entire school. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like how old Harley Quinn used to decide to do the shit she was doing, whereas, like, New Age Harley gets pushed into the vat of chemicals like Joker anyway. Yeah. You know? Um, you, you as the woman... I am. ...on the episode, the, our resident lady... The a lot of... The, happy to hold. How come there's, like... How come women don't have agency in their remakes and re uh, updates? By men. This wasn't though. But that's <laughs> what, what. But that's what men assume of a woman. I just, a I woman know. can't make her own decision, and if I, she does, I hate how corporate feminism is like it's, broken. It's manic. It sucks. We, no matter whether you choose it or you don't choose it, you're wrong. It's, it's the worst. And that's the thing, you know, there's no longer, if you allow a woman to choose, if it's written by a woman, then it must be feminism. No, she's just a human doing what she thinks is right. If a man had done it, no one would think a second thing about it. It's purely the fact that she has female genitalia in her pants. And it's, you know, that means that you can't have characters anymore. And not just Batwoman. I mean, like, females in general. You can't have women anymore that are allowed to choose their path. That's very annoying. Because it seems like it's there's, there's an underlying message or an underlying reason or why would she do something like that? It's like, because she wanted to, because she can, because she chose to, because she was forced to. Like... Yeah. Women and men aren't I'm different to, I'm, species. I'm going to have to keep an eye out for it in, like, other stuff because it's kind of like, I don't know if it's, like, the feminism angle, like, not working and being more like a box to tick, but I wonder if all characters at this point are just, like, emotionless husks being, like, pushed down through, like, a current instead of actually having any sort of personality in film. Because I'm also thinking about how in Man of Steel... They fucking they all they messed with the DNA in General Zod's head to make him want to turn Earth into a new Krypton. Krypton. Yeah. He didn't just show up with like national pride. He had like 
he had it like he's he was brainwashed as like a cell. Does your coffee machine work on a timer? Yes. So you've given up your agency. You used to get out of bed and make your coffee. Now you get up when your coffee is ready. <laughs> it tells you to get out of bed. Yes and no. I still Some have, feminist I you still are, have man. You're a slave manual, to the coffee. I still have the manual ability to set my coffee. Okay. And actually the last couple of mornings, <laughs> that's how I've been making my coffee. However, I can set my coffee to wake up. And make itself okay. like an hour before I plan to get out of bed. <laughs> so that when I get out of bed, my house smells like coffee and it's nice and warm and toasty. Yeah, we, we definitely have to start keeping an eye out for that. The whole like um, dopey characters just kind of plodding along to whatever's happening. But I find that female characters are I think it just always... catches my eye more because like I liked the agency and like the, the human spirit, I guess, of the characters. And then you get newer versions and they don't have it anymore. But I think... I think female characters have always been more of a husk than a male character. I feel like the opposite. And, and no, I'm so I'm going to bring this the whole thing around to okay. Shadow and Boston Blackie and things like that. Come on, man. The psychic ladies are adorable. They're great. I'm not saying that they're not. They're charming. But there's not a lot to them. They can't even, like, get so married, that, man. They can't even get laid. They're not even people. It's but really, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's I think it was done originally so that you could put any person into that role. Kind of, it was there for the... Na- so your character isn't just talking to themselves. That's why Robin hangs out with Batman. But, like, you... It's to avoid a even, thought bubble. Okay, so talk about, like, Marilyn Monroe. She's only known for being a blonde bombshell. Hmm. She's not known for anything else. So, so long as you have a blonde woman, who cares? Yeah. Which is why I think um, I Love Lucy is so popular because she was a very particular character who had very particular motives and standouts and things like that, Mm. which was not something that people were used to. I wasn't thinking that far back. I was thinking like 2000s and stuff, like when the Allergy book came out or when the Harley Quinn book came out. I, I used to like those characters because they had more of like a... Because they're ladies, they're more emotional. But that also means there's more depth and stuff going on in the books. Like, it's not just, I am He-Man and I'm here just to punch the muscly skeleton guy. Yeah, but I think... There's a lot more, like, thought... I think people worry too much about females and their emotions. I think now, because it's a conscious effort, it's not as smooth as it used to be. It used to just be, like, a genuine thing, and that's why it stood out against stuff that was coming out at the time. I think there's a lot of reasons and a lot of decisions, and you're right. It, it has removed that agency. agency. Yeah. Well, at any rate, this this Batwoman is essentially bullied out of the school for for doing, you know, for for honking boobs. And frankly, that's if like you've the, seen a pair of boobs. That's like the best thing you can do. <laughs> I'm, I'm supportive. All right, so back to the show. I like that I wrote that in because I knew damn well where this was where that would end up going. So twice back to the show twice because I had to go back to see the reasoning here. I had to rewatch a lot, mm. and I gave up on doing that later on in the episodes. I was like, I'll just guess. Which I find is strange because you're usually the first one to be like, "Did you spot that like background nothing?" Yeah, the fact that I'm struggling so hard to follow like the basic reasoning of the characters is not a good sign. Yeah. So. Kate Kane goes to from Crow HQ to Wayne Enterprises, uh, or Wayne Tower, take your pick. You don't and- have to be there, it's been empty for three years. But it fucking hasn't... Oh, man, we'll talk about it. So, see, 
They've got eyes all over the city, kind of. So she goes and climbs up the side of the building to get into Bruce Wayne's old office. Mm-hmm. And she, she says, like, that's the only place that made sense. That's where anything makes sense. Some shit. I don't know. I don't know. What... Which is strange considering that, you know, he let her mother and sister die. All right, so. Also, why <laughs> is everyone really mad at Batman, but they're not sad about the fact Bruce Wayne died? And why are they not making the connection between the two? Bruce is really like the same fucking afternoon. Yeah. It's great. So while poking around the office, she is caught by Luke Fox in the abandoned office, in the abandoned building that they keep saying has not been working, hmm. but that apparently it has employees. So, um... Maybe, maybe it's just that level on the um, elevator. Bruce turned it off. Well, like, one of his plants is, like, broken and dead in the office and stuff. I assume no one's using the office. Hmm. But, like, there's a, there's a line later that says Wayne Enterprises defunct. I'm like, but they're doing things and they're paying people and they have, like, a security team and several other reasons. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Kate's allowed to fire someone later on. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? So, um, yep, she claims to be missing Bruce Wayne's cousin. Any questions her about him? Trying to, like, you know, trying to prove it. Like, his birthday. Uh, she gets that one right. I double check. His parents died at age 10. <laughs> No, 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 no. In the back alley. No, Luke asks for his middle name. She claims, uh, trick question, he doesn't have one. And I just assumed that was wrong, so I checked. Oh, nice. Um, it was Thomas, and it turned out that that was made canon two years before the show started. So suck at CW. I kind of assumed it would be Thomas anyway. Just based on nothing. I just, why wouldn't it be? I come from an Italian family. We all have like a... Parents' fucking middle names is like first names is our middle names. Why call us middle names? Technically, G Daddy, as far as podcast canon goes, yes. Buddy, we're gonna have to talk about that moving forward. I know this one. Uh, excuse me, sir. That is my couch. Fucking Thank cats! They're always walking around trying to be crows. What do you want? I made a good joke. I don't want to get rid of it. Um. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. His his middle name is Thomas. They were fucking wrong. They could have googled it. Um, Kate then escapes her handcuffs and puts them on Luke. Uh, she jumps onto their security systems, which work in this defunct company, um, and gets footage of the van leaving. Uh, I'm sorry, leaving with Sophie, uh, kidnapped as 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 we remember. Hang on a second. So you I want you to think about this. No, go on. Hang on. Hang on. I have two points that make this seem confusing. I want to see if you can hit both of them. So the bat signal. Mm. Is on top of Wayne Enterprises. No, no, it's, it's a different building. But Wayne, Wayne Tech is the sec- is a lot of security cameras. Um, Throughout brand the city. brand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's essentially going through Google Nest footage on in the city. Okay. Okay. That's not one of my like. What the fuck does that mean? I was, uh, because I mean, Batman's Batman pinches shit from Wayne Tech constantly, so I'm used to it at this point. Yeah, you know how he has the decoder in Arkham Asylum just because they use the same frequency that he has at home? Yeah, why yeah. not? Okay, lay it on me. Okay, so A, Wayne Enterprise is written in the episode as abandoned while it's running and having employees. And would have been abandoned for three years, minimum. And B, Crow Security, the replacement for Batman itself, didn't check security cameras above the scene of their kidnapping or the murder that took place within the five-minute window. They didn't look at security footage. The security company. Did they not a security camera company? They are a security company. Oh my god. <laughs> so Kate goes home to a welcome back party. Isn't that nice that uh, Mary organized for her? 
Oh, we see her body and stepsister, Mary, duh. Um, and Jacob. So Kate shows him the security footage. It's wild because he's like, how did you get this? And she says, Wayne Tech. And he says, they're defunct. Fucking what are you talking about? <laughs> I was there today. Yeah. Yeah, fucking despite them having literal security feeds and employees like Luke and whoever he was talking to on his radio. So the lights are on. Someone's home. Nah, abandoned as hell. <laughs> In the footage, we see a cricket bat with a quote on it. Uh, Kate knows it from an old and actually an old and abandoned orphanage um, that they used to, like, do Ouija boards in and stuff when they were kids. Sure, of course. It, it's the, you know, your, your resident spooky location of choice. Mm. So she races off to save Sophie. And when we get there, I get another moment of, like, comic anxiety because it the orphanage is in Burnside. Oh, no. So for those playing at home, the new 52 Batgirl was a great Gail Simone story about survivor's guilt and facing that inner turmoil while facing actual pressures of the real fucking world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, like, villains. There's also villains in it. So comic. Yeah. But, you know, it had, like, a lot of very heavy, like, repercussions. She recovered from her, you know, her thing with the Joker, whereas, like, um, Gordon's wife other example a lot of people get fucked over by the joke jason todd is the other one um so she has a little bit of like there's like an ongoing threat it's, it's cool she got some survivors yes yeah, yeah it's, it's it's well written and it was a good story um then the title was given to cameron stewart brendan fletcher and bab star to appeal to young readers and literally the first mystery barbara had to solve was who was the dude she hooked up with's name can I, can this we, was in a new home in the, Burnside. Can we go back to the agency argument? She had agency to fuck that stranger. <laughs> she had agency, like, you know, like, classic Paris Hilton or something. You, you can't see the face I'm pulling, but she, it's a good one. It looks like she ate something really sour, but only on one side of her face. So, mm. so. But yeah, that, 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 was a, that was a tough one to deal with, because I was a big fan of the of the of the title up to that point inside though i was all right kate kane is beating up goons and it still looks good i like that the wonderland gang looks like they do um but there's too many of them kate gets overrun and knocked out Um, when she wakes up she's tied up in front of alice um and she's just not quite enough Mm. you know she she has little things you know she has the book quotes and this old lavish lavish like chair and set with these little white rabbit knickknacks and shit yeah but it lacks the just just the fucking insanity of the character yeah she's a she's a wild bunch man i miss the pageantry i think i think that's what it's missing you know it's not as all the way like like the quotes are said in this show in like a threatening way and I always kind of pictured her sounding exactly like Catherine Beaumont's Alice, like in spite of the extreme violence and evil cults surrounding her. You know, it's the. It was my argument for old school a, a young Harley. Child stuck in young childness. Yeah, like that's how I feel about old Harley. Like the goofy gesture, costume, and big hammer are wild and can be unsettling because they're so out of place. Yeah. Um, it's like the exact opposite of the riverboat in Willy Wonka. If they made that scene like less fucking insane to you know to fit the thematic uh, the themes of the film like the style themes not like the moral or whatever yeah um they wouldn't have the impact anymore no if they softened all that shit it's like the opposite she's being she's being sort of badass to fit the universe where it should be like way out there yeah yeah so while 
So while I'm clumsily trying to explain why a normalized Alice doesn't work... It, it's somewhat like hmm. the fact that Riddler is the best villain in 66 Batman. He's fucking nuts, man. He will eat... Everyone else plays it like they are dressing in a costume and committing They're crime. all fun villains, but that Edward he Nigma... Is, he is on drugs. He would bite a cock off a man at a bus station and not even think twice about it. That guy is fucking dangerous. <laughs> He's the Zodiac killer. But it makes his performance so much more memorable Oh, yeah, we fucking love when he's there. Else. And when Gomez Adams shows up, we get mad. Yeah. Because he ain't it. No. Oh, mustache on a Riddler. What the fuck? It was okay on Cesar Romero's Joker, but that was... That's a... Oh, you can't know close, bro. Line. That's as far as we get. We're not having more mustache. Um, yeah, so anyway, while I'm thinking about Willy Wonka, Alice is talking about how proving that Crow sucks and can't protect Gotham is like her main thing. Isn't that something? Um, and kidnapping one of them is a good move in that direction. Uh, you know, explaining why she has Sophie in the first place. Kate says, then let Sophie go. Taking the daughter is probably even bigger. And I did like this part about Alice. Um, she's like, nah. And in this really harsh point, Alice explains that Sophie is the prized pupil, while Kate is the cast-aside black sheep sent away to train for a job she was never going to get. Sophie is the daughter Jacob will never have. And I was like, fuck, dude. <laughs> It's pretty good. And then she then... Kate tried to make her a daughter you would have, but... Yeah. Uh, she then gets a cricket bat to the face and is out like a light again. Nice. And when Kate wakes up, we see what Mary has been up to, uh, presumably, for years. Um, it's She seems less flame bird, more Leslie Tompkins. Okay? Yeah. In her secret clinic, helping folks... Um, you know... That who, can't afford American healthcare. Which is fucking Americans. Um... Yeah, and she's helping stitch up Kate, who was dropped there by Alice, keeping her alive, it would seem. Isn't that an interesting? Oh, look at that. Um, maybe she wants Kate alive as a tool in her vendetta against Jacob. And speaking of Jacob, Kate heads to him next after being stitched up. Still, he won't put her into the fray with the crow, so she storms off back to Bruce Wayne's office for no real particular reason. That's just where she went. She didn't go home or nothing. Do you think she knows? Uh, no. No, because they make a point of having her work that out soon. Okay. Why do you say that? Do you think that would make more sense? If that's why she was going to Wayne all the time? So, okay, I think if I watched episode, like, three... Uh, yeah. Let's just have it known that I wasn't doing well the week that we watched this. Yeah, yeah. Um, her whole thing is, like, she never gave up on finding her sister, and... They lean into that shit so hard. I don't even think they... I don't like, think, it's real intense. I don't think Kate or Jacob were, like, willing to bring it up in the comic book version of what I assume their childhood is like. She never shuts up about it. They never talk about the mother, though. Like, you've noticed no. it now, too. But the, they don't they, give a shit. They, they can't get through half a sentence without bringing up the fact that Kate is still looking for her sister. Oh, where's Beth? I can't find Beth. She's gone. You she went in the, the river. Promise. My mom's dead, but I forgot about her. I don't even know her name. But... I and Even, like, stepsister own. Mary's like, can I have, like, any of your time or thought? And Kate's like, nah, man. Beth might be out there. No, but you were saying before <laughs> that, like, joke. something about the fact that she feels, like, safe or something in Bruce's office. Mm, yeah, yeah. If you're that attached to your sibling and you find out that he could have saved them. But, but, no, she doesn't know that yet. Why would you hang out with him? 
Well, she doesn't know. Um, yeah, but this is the scene where that does happen, though. She's, she shows up there for no real particular reason. There she discovers what is pretty much the Batcave from the Telltale Games Batman. Um, being, you know, the secret elevator from the office, which in-game was down to, like, a secret L&D for Batman gadgets, but here it's a literal cave under Wayne Tower. Um, can you believe it, Kyle? Bruce Wayne was Batman. I knew that. That's crazy, man. After what I assume was an ad break, we get some more information about the weird Batman flashback from the start. So Batman didn't stick around because that bus was driven by the Joker and still had school kids in it. I'm like, well, fair enough then. Um, the grapple he used should have held, but the car's boot didn't, apparently. Even though in the flashbacks you see the grapple let go on the boot is still on the car when it goes over, so fuck me, I guess. Yeah, that's I'm sorry I looked at the thing you're explaining and had questions. Yeah. So, yeah, the car goes over despite clunky riding and weird retcons in the thing you are currently watching. Um, it is shown that it ate Batman up inside and he could never find Bat's body either. Mm. Um, Kate realises that he cared about saving lives, not just getting the bad guy, uh, because there's like a, there's a whole perfect exposition wall of news clippings about like the accident and I, I was, was going to say, is there just like a letter in his desk that's like... It fucking may as well be. It's just a light collage of like, I wonder where that kid is. But damn. I don't care about the mother either. Okay. So yeah, so... Because you wouldn't have known that the mother was dead. She's fucking dead. They say it. She died already. She's dead on the impact. No, <laughs> no, they, they don't show that though. No, because... At that point, she was just there to drive the car for the children. She does not exist. But, but that's the thing, because, like, they don't... Beth talks about how... How her head came off, her I think. Her head comes yeah. off. But that would have happened in the water. Yeah, she was already, like, half out the windshield dead. That's why it split off when... Was she on not the wearing next a seatbelt? Uh, it's American. Did they wear seatbelts over there? Yes. Did they 22 years ago? I wasn't there 22 years ago, but I'm going to say yes. Okay, cool, cool. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how the logic works, but Kate understands in the presence of the bat suit what it means, and she understands that the bat can strike more fear in, into villains than a security firm could. Um, so she tells Luke to fix the suit up. It's not perfect until it fits a woman, which is very sexist. <laughs> so the scene ends with a call from good old Mary who is the quiet achiever of the pilot. So far, she has got Kate um, to come home, uh, planned a party, runs a secret hospital, and is saving lives, and now has one of the Wonderland gang members in the, cl- in the clinic who has told her his uh, their plan. Mm. Look at her go, solving shit. <laughs> she's, not, she's doing pretty good. She fucking rules. Um, so their plan is this. There is an event that they've been bringing up, but I don't care to reference, uh, called Movie in the Park. Creative name. Uh, we got one of the crow's men who turns who's a traitor because mm-hmm. we know that because we see him hooking up with with Alice and it's grossly like tongue tongue making out and shit. The area he is guarding is a big building under construction across the street. Um, up there, Alice uh, has Sophie bound and gagged. Meanwhile, the evil crow guard will park up a van full of explosives at the event. Um, they will call Jacob and get him to choose between blowing up this little park event thing or whatever, or they will make Sophie literally walk a plank. Um, okay. Okay. So that's the plan, and that's what is happening, because also that's where we're up to <laughs> in the episode. I was surprised when the rat guard made out with Alice. I thought that was kind of... Ugh. <laughs> 
So, so the movie being shown is Zorro, which I thought was a cute nod to, um, depending on your canon, mm. the thing uh, the Waynes went to see that night. Unless they went and saw, like, a gay opera about bats or something. What, what was the Christopher Nolan one? Deflator Mouse? Who's taking a 10-year-old to opera? Who gives a shit? He wants to watch Yo Gabba Gabba and sit... He wants to get Doritos on his fingers. Hence the reason you have to show him, you know, the opera so that he turns out differently. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so after Alice makes the call to Jacob, the, a goon is grappled and yanked away from the group. And when a goon gets grappled, I get excited because that, you know, as they say in the Arkham City, it's the freaking bat, you know, that sort of shit. I'm like, oh, here we go. Um, but then he gets pulled through a wall that I guess is made out of like shortbread or something. <laughs> I admit I audibly laughed at the practical effect in that stunt. Are, are you telling me that they made Burt Ward go through heavier walls than this goon? Yes, 100%. That guy went through like, I, I'm not even going to say paper because it just like bonked out. You know what I mean? Like, it just sort of cracked, like, like plaster, but with nothing behind it. It was the weakest thing I've ever seen. Sure, break movie. Yeah, man. Um, so, so yeah, I did laugh a little bit. It kind of, like, the grapple happens, I'm like, yes! And then I'm immediately like, oh, god damn it. It's fucking show, man. Another goon gets lifted away, and the bat reveals herself. The cow, like you said earlier, is very beefy, but I have no solution. You know, like, I can't tell them how to do a better job of it. Hmm. Like, I don't know... I don't know how they make it so tight around the ears on other bat suits, frankly. I mean, like, on the sides of the head, not the ears on the cow itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's hard to make a slim, big, thick rubber head. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. They didn't have to make it out of rubber because, like, it's a TV show, but okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have an explanation for it. And it's completely black, so I can't really describe anything else about it. Uh, you know how I feel about black bat suits. Um... But, you know, it's like that so we can put some razzle-dazzle on it later and make it look like Batwoman. It wouldn't work if she was in, like, a dope grey briefs on the outside costume. (laughs) So, while fighting Alice, she gets the Van Bomb detonator out of there, and when Sophie is dropped, she dives out and grabs her. Now, Kaya. Yes. I need your help here. I'm here. Okay. When, When a bat is, you know, falling with a hostage, what would be their next move, uh, in your eyes? Grapple. Okay, okay. Um, what if it was more, like, what if you were going to, like, use the cape more? Because she's already used the grapple a bunch. It's time for something cool, something different. You'd have to, it depends on where you've got your hostage just sitting. Because hmm. if they're on the back, you're not using your cape. Who grabs someone on their back? Piggyback. Grab a person. I like a piggyback wrap. Right. So, <laughs> neither of us could have foreseen what you chose to do. That's why I'm like, where, where is she currently got Sophie? Alright, so, well, she, she grabs her. Alright. Because that's what you do with a falling person. But doesn't, like, do any, like... She doesn't do anything with her wings or grapple like you like you suggested. Um, she sort of spins around in air, in like, in midair, and opens the cape up, um, as if to glide, but the cape's underneath while protecting them. It, it's She uses it like a fucking airbag. I don't know how else to explain it. But it doesn't, like, poof up or anything. She she grabs um, Sophie, turns her around, the cape springs open, and they crash through, like, a little construction site office onto a bed. And die. No, no, because there's a mattress on the floor of this office. It, but, it's not a bad but, stunt. Like, there's pillows on it. It's a, it's a bed on the floor. But... I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand the cape move. 
roof. Yeah. But... Um, Batwoman keeps touching Sophie on the lips, and it's a little bit weird, uh, but it is quick good. Um, because she grapples back up to the scene. Alice is gone, but her butterfly knife is still lodged into the wall. That's a clue. Ah, clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batwoman takes it and looms over the city and is spotted by a kid who is obviously bored as shit by the black and white Silent Zorro film her parents took her to. Mm-hmm. And Batwoman glides away using the cape properly. Um, it was a bit lacking as far as CGI goes. It looked a little bit bad, but... It, I always like when a bat uses their cape. I think that was my least favorite thing about the Batman movie. He's got a cape specifically made to glide around the city, but he like... Didn't it like wrap around him into a wingsuit in that movie? Maybe. Yeah, remember? Because then he like he hit a truck or something, he fucked it up on the landing. But yeah, he was wearing a wingsuit. I'm like, but he has the cape. Why doesn't anyone trust the cape in, in the movie? Come because on. they've all watched The Incredibles. I'm 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 am fighting for I'm fighting for cape rights, all right. Okay, <laughs> like, well, you, you take that up with Edna Mode. That bitch. Her capes aren't good. Keep getting people killed. All right. So as the pilot episode starts to wrap up, we get news of the Batman Returns sweeping the city. You know, the narration is Vesper Fairchild, which is exciting to me. She was horny on Maine in this, goddamn. But I love the. I love the Bruce Wayne murderer era of detectives. So it was cool that they used that character. Um, I would have also accepted Jack Ryder, Simon Gleason, or Vicky Vale if they wanted. Hmm. But I like the one they went with. Yeah, that's fine. She would go on to date Bruce Wayne and be uh, murdered for it. <laughs> she, oh. she would die and Bruce would be framed for it. Great run. Very fucking long. I think there's two volumes and they're like this. Ooh. Soft cover. That isn't padded, baby. That's an inch. Yeah, so two inches. I could beat maybe a six-year-old child to death with one of those. Like that's the you know the, the heft of the book. Um, so yeah, they they're good, but they they take a bit of committing. Um, we see Jacob is focusing on the Alice gang and ignoring uh, the comments I just made. Um, and talking about how the appearance of another bat wannabe doesn't matter because apparently there's been a few before. He played Gotham City Imposters. He knows what the go is. He knows where the keys are. You remember that game? No. I played the beta. I never. I don't even think I made it to the full version. Nice. Um, it's like a Team Fortressy game where half of Gotham City's uh, stupider people are inspired by Batman and the other half are inspired by Joker. And then you just... And then it's just like a gang war and you just shoot the other guy. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. It's very charming. Stupid as shit. Um, but uh, he also admits that he's been overprotective of Kate and he's finally open to giving her a role at Crow. Okay? Um, but she doesn't take it. No. No. She has found a new place. Uh, the Which quote, would make more sense if they did the original thing with the cadet school. Yeah. Um, uh, she has the quote, Some see fear, others hope. I see the freedom to be myself, to play by my own rules. So she, oh, she got she got close to fucking stealing my quote there. I didn't like it, mm. and she made it about other things. Rude. Um. So she begins writing journals in case Bruce does return to find all of his shit is girl shaped and red. Um. And that's good. A Batman should journal a fucking stupid amount, I, depending I, on which version you read. Like, yeah, a, a lot of my Batman's go home and then like dear diary that shit, so you can go back and check for clues and. He's got good recollection. He doesn't have contacts that just film the whole thing. Not until Oracle shows up and does it for him. Is, is, it, is it wrong that I just had this idea? 
if he's he's off trying to find like a secretive leather he's maker. doing batman incorporated no, no. somewhere he's, else he's off trying to find a secretive leather maker to get the nipples taken out of the bat suit oh that's where he went and then, and then he comes back and he's like Shit. Tits on it God damn it, I, I left with nipples, I'm back with cleavage, what the fuck? <laughs> That's where my brain went. There's a, there's a camel toe on my suit, Alfred. <laughs> Who put that there? It was I, the Riddler. Alright, so, I do hate... be able to fit a dick in that. Yeah. So, this Batwoman, nerfed and devoid of the military side of the character, but it's also the pilot, so I'm hoping it gets better, and I've also been talking for an hour just about the first episode... So, I overanalyzed this, is what I'm saying here. Um, the final twist I almost forgot to mention, because source material reasons, was that, remember how Batman could n- never recover Beth's body? Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Kane looks over the butterfly knife and sees a ruby in its hilt. No, nah, she calls it a garnet later. It's a, it's a garnet. Um, that's the, that's the birthstone. Yeah, you saw that bit. Um, Beth used to wear that exact uh, rock on a necklace. They both have one. Mm-hmm. Beth is Alice. <gasps> a clue. Uh, and there's, <laughs> and I will just... I'll, I'll do episode two's notes in this part one as well because it's in the same paragraph because the second episode is just spent... It spent its entire 40, 42, 45-minute runtime affirming that. So, thankfully... However, no one believes her. The, the fact that she's just walking around with clues that Batwoman had is fucking suspicious. <laughs> She's like, check out this little evidence bag I got. It's got a knife in it. Batwoman was on the scene. I was presumably at home, but it's mine. Isn't that, mm, isn't that interesting? I don't have an alibi. It's supposed to be just a simple bad body. Well, I mean, it's got a fucking evidence in it. It's got a whole evidence. One whole evidence. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it just it spends its episode just talking about that. So thankfully, I don't have shit to say about it i will say that jacob refused to run a dna test on the butterfly knife because alice can't possibly be be beth but i think maybe learning her secret identity and home address through dna records is probably a good idea regardless of who she is or not you fucking idiot i refused no look listen man i'm head of the security that is so good it replaced batman robin nightwing batgirl a second batgirl stephanie brown's batgirl um two-face when the coin's good um and signal but you know what? I will never, ever look at a security camera. I never, ever will check DNA on a clue, which my daughter gave me that Batwoman had. I'm not going to look into that either. I also I, have too much hair. I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> yep. Like, I feel you. But at the same Colonel time... Colonel Kane worked out who Batwoman was in, like, the first fucking night in the books. Come on. Yeah, I know. She but did steal a bunch of his stuff, though. It makes it a bit obvious. If... Like, I've, I've let, let's presume, you know, I searched for my daughter for, like, five years. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here. We'll get more into that in part two, trust me. They talk yeah. about that a bunch. And then boys. someone comes in and they're like, actually, she was never dead. You just didn't look hard enough. Hmm. I would probably sit there and be like, nah, man. Because that's a whole lot of trauma. I know, I know. Like, I can understand him, like, being like, I don't know. I don't want. I don't. I get him trying not, to avoid it because it, it's like when you go looking for something and then I immediately come home and I'm like, oh, it's it's underneath that that book there, and you're like, I'm not gonna lift up that book because if it is there, fuck you. It's Schrodinger's cat, but like that's just straight up negligence. Do you imagine how mad 
America would have been if the police were like, oh, we had a bunch of DNA on file for Zodiac Killer, but we didn't think to check it. I mean, they do that all the time. <laughs> Fuck's sake. It's ridiculous. It, it is a problem that we have. Uh, so did you have any parts of the show you liked? Um, we're not up to the parts that I watched. I, uh, look, um, the, the cow doesn't look as bad when it has a wig covering most of it. I'll take your word And, um, like, there's that one scene when, like, she cuts power, beats the shit out of the Wonderland gang, and just bonks Alice on the head with a stick, knocks her unconscious, and it's, like, super dark, so you can't see any, like, flubs or mistakes or bullshit, but she's also wearing night vision lenses that look like fucking that. Uh, Ladies and future boys, I'm gesturing at literally any uh, comic book-based product, because you never see the pupils in in a bat cow. No. Except for that, I think Injustice did it for some fucking reason. But um, but yeah, it was super cool to see like the white eyes on a bat suit. Yeah. It's weird how rare that is. We've had what nine films now. Um. I, I feel you. I, I I can pick up what you put down. Yeah. For every episode, there's like two good minutes in it, so, <laughs> so that's pretty fun. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we uh, wrap part one? Uh, part two, we'll just we'll just bang out the rest of this season, man. I got this. Okay. I'm trying to cut it down to three paragraphs limit on each episode, okay. and I can because there's a lot of exposition, not a lot about the dead mom, not a damn drop of it. <laughs> it's remarkable. No dead parents, except for all the dead parents. Yeah. All right. So, uh, thank you for listening. Um, I hope you aren't like uh, mad about our opinions. I hope you didn't come in here being like a big bat woman stan. Like the TV show, not the comics. Yeah, I'll make sure to title this CW Batwoman so there's a distinction. I don't want people walking in by accident, um, especially <laughs> especially if they get all the way through the recording to here and they're like, "Oh, wait a sec." He didn't talk about the damn first appearance of Dem once. Not not a bit. He didn't talk about how she was originally introduced to prove Batman wasn't gay. Oh. She, she was um, Aunt Harriet. No, no, she's way better than Aunt Harriet because they're like, we've got to prove he's not gay. Let's add a chick. So she rocks up and she's like, look at me, I'm cosplaying you. We should get married. And he's like, I'm married to justice. So they're planning to make him see... my cousin. No, no, she's a different character back then. Kay Kane's new. Um, Batwoman's not. So the, their plan to make him seem less gay was to reject women super open to just blowing him at, a, at just a single... It took a thread of consent, and she'd be all over him, like sprinkles on a cupcake, and he's like, nah. <laughs> That's how they proved that that was their move? That said, though, if you rocked up mm. dressed in exactly the same thing I was wearing, and was like, that tickle, wow, wow, I would also say no. Have you seen every, like, um, character I create on video games that are always, like, a goth woman, but always dressed exactly like me? I don't think it's a drama. We wear the same shoes pretty regularly, <laughs> at least. Look, I, I've... We're bad examples. Not saying that I've gone to work one day wearing one of my shoes, one of your shoes, and I didn't idiot. work it out. <laughs> we have different sizes, come on. That was how the children worked it out. Oh, god damn it. Alright, I'm leaving. Alright, uh, yes, thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to hear part two and see if this show improves. Because it's better to hear it from us than to watch it yourself. <laughs> Um, that should be spoilers enough. Yeah. As long as I get some good villains of the week, that's usually how I get through my CW shows. Um, I've been joined by producer Kyle. Hi. I've been your host, Toby DePola. Hi.
Rate, do, review, subscribe. Yep, do good. Um, have a good time. Class dismissed. <laughs>